This is going to be great. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Just Two Dads with my co-host and partner, Mr. Sean Francis. I am Brian Altunian. And today's conversation is, um, is going to be fascinating, amazing, and actually something that seems to be um, something that we already autom automatically already think about. However, for some people, it's, it, it's not an automatic. And, having, and that is the idea of having a positive role model why young men, young adults, need positive role models in their lives. So um, going to be a fascinating conversation. Our guests are, 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 are fun and, and amazing people between our, our past guest, Nancy Osbaugh Jackson, and uh, her son, Wyatt, and their friend, Dylan Aragon. Um, it's going to be an awesome conversation. So stay tuned for another episode of Just Two Dads. Hello, everybody. I am Brian Altunia, and along with Sean Francis, and this is, uh, I don't know, episode number 160-something of Just Two Dads. About three and a half years ago, Sean and I decided to do the work. With the work that we do in financial services, we were talking to a lot of folks helping the special needs community, and we're, we kept encountering amazing people who were providing services and support for our community. And these were folks that we hadn't heard of, and as dads of special needs children, we thought, well, if we don't know about it, other people should know about it as well. So we created this podcast as a way to shine a spotlight on those folks who are providing services and support um, to individuals with special needs and their families. And uh, and we've had a phenomenal run. And uh, really, it's been so exciting for the last three and a half years because we've encountered really amazing people. So before we get into today's conversation, just want to thank you if you're catching us on Facebook um, feel free to put comments in if the comments, if it's something that you'd like us to see, we can throw it up on the screen. If you're catching us after the fact on our YouTube channel at Just Your Dads, um, please leave a comment, hit the subscribe button, let us know if there's a subject matter or, or comment that you'd like to make on the, on the, on the, the talk today. We'd love to get some feedback from you. Um, and if you're catching us on WSTX AM radio down the U.S. Virgin Islands or on podcast outlets, wherever uh, wherever you get podcasts, thank you for making us part of your listening day. I want to thank Sean Hall, who is our producer out in in um, in Hawaii, who helps kind of put all this together for us. And um, without further ado, we're going to get into today's conversation. So um, we'd had a conversation with uh, with Nancy Allspa Jackson. Uh, gosh, Nancy, it was probably a year and a year ago, year and a half ago, and um, and fascinating story. We've heard a little bit about your backstory and a little bit about Wyatt, that we get a chance to meet your son Wyatt today and his friend Dylan Aragon, um, whose mother whose mother Sharon is a phenomenal warrior mom as well. There you go, we're waving. Um, and so we're gonna have a great conversation uh, today. And so before we jump into it, I'm gonna throw it over to Sean, Sean Francis. How you doing, Sean? I am doing great, thank you. Um, blessed and thankful um, and just ready to jump right into everything. So I wanna, um, Thank everyone for tuning in and welcome Nancy back to the show. Welcome um, Nancy and welcome to Wyatt and Dylan. Thank you for having us, Wyatt. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Good morning, Brian. And Sean. And Sean. Good, Good morning. Wyatt's having a little bit of a um, sensory issues. <laughs> and quieting his body, as a lot of kids on the spectrum do. Can you sit quietly for the interview? Yes. Okay, great. That's okay. That's we're more more than fine. Nancy, I want uh, I want to you know jump right into it because uh, we we also have um, uh, Don Wilson hoping to join us, but he's having some serious issues. He's frozen uh, as far as his his internet goes. Hold he's on, he's having technical issues. He's having technical issues. He's not literally frozen. He's having technical issues. No, he's uh, he's actually he's actually frozen. I'm not sure what's wrong with the heating at his place, but he's frozen and he's got internet issues as well. No, um, but he's going to try and get through the technical issues and come back on and join us. But you know, um, the topic was sort of Nancy's brainchild in terms of um, the importance of positive uh, role models in the lives of uh, young adults with special needs, and if you are a positive role model or caregiver in the life of someone, um, a young man uh, with special needs or neurodivergent um, or 
have something, someone like that, you may take for granted exactly how valuable that is. Uh, Nancy, your perspective as to why that's important is someplace that I want to start. A lot of your story lends itself to the value that you see in that. So why don't we start with that? Okay. Yeah, I had talked to you guys about maybe doing this topic, and this was prior to Wyatt and Dylan uh, getting to meet and train, go to the gym with Don the Dragon Wilson, who is the highest-ranked kickboxer of all time. Uh, both of these boys playing their martial art, their black belt in martial arts. And in, in Wyatt's case... Uh, Wyatt's father died eight years ago uh, after a very long battle with cancer. So I was left with a 14-year-old son with autism uh, to raise. And I got to tell you, it was petrifying. It, uh, it really threw me for a loop. And I was on your show once before talking about my battle with addiction uh, and spending several months in rehab because I developed an addiction to Xanax, uh, which was prescribed by doctors. Uh, but that was all in an effort to quell my anxiety about raising an autistic child on my own. Um, so what have I done that has helped me? I've surrounded my son with positive role models from all walks of life, teachers, mm -hmm. uh, his art teacher, Paola Luther, teachers at his school, his pastors, his aide, who is a, a man named John McLaughlin, um, his trainer, Johnny, uh, who is here with us today, um, and guys like John the Dragon. You know, if I see an opportunity for Wyatt to have a strong role model in his life, I grab it. So Don had been a friend of mine for many years, uh, I used to do a big fundraiser called Denim and Diamonds for Autism. And I had met Don in the boxing gym and knew he was the highest ranked kickboxer of all time. He donated gloves and lessons. And we'd been friends on Facebook. And one day I reached out to him and I, he was in Australia on a movie. He's done many, many movies. I said, would you be willing to meet the kids at the gym? And he did. And an amazing experience for both of them, wasn't it, guys? Meeting it with, was. Meeting with Don? Yes. Dylan, wasn't it great? It was such a surreal experience, and he still looks very awesome <laughs> to this day. <laughs> I yeah, agree. He's know, having some difficulty in signing back in, but we'll, we'll get him on here in just a second. Let's hope we get him yeah, on. But, great. You know, I heard once said, Wyatt's uh, pastor once said in a sermon, if you are not your kid's leader, someone else will be. And if we don't pick positive role models for our children, they will find somebody to follow, be it the leader mm -hmm. of a gang, be it the somebody on social media, be it, so as parents, it's incumbent upon us to choose the village we surround these kids with. And I think even more important in the lives of special needs young adults. So that's where I come from. Uh, it's, it's amazing. And I, I definitely want to talk about, uh, first of all, I got the, the privilege of meeting both uh, uh, Dylan and, and Wyatt at, at a screening that we had. Um, uh, for the Beyond Ranch organization, and that was awesome. I want to talk about Wyatt's art for for a second because you also mentioned uh, Wyatt's art teacher. Uh, while we're waiting for Don to get back, to get to come back on, and I got a chance to meet Dylan too, and that was and it was great, great conversation. Um, can we talk about about Wyatt's art? I have something I want to share with you a second, but will you just touch on 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 Wyatt's artwork yeah. and, and and what he's doing? Wyatt has been painting since he was a year old. And it actually started as what we call a STEM in the autism world, a self-stimulatory behavior. I get annoyed. And, yeah, you do get annoyed sometimes and you like to splash water. So what we noticed was he would put the water, the brush in the water and then put it on a canvas. We had a, a studio. We used to. Yeah. And um, he would start painting. And he did that from he was a year old. And it just kind of grew and grew. He... Um, it's called shaping of a stem. You take 
for example, there's a, a friend of ours, uh, Peter and Crystal Shepherd, have a son named Logan who's on the spectrum. And he's now a world-renowned drummer. He used to hand flop. So Peter, being an old rock and roll roadie, stuck two drumsticks in his hand. The rest is history. He just played with Ringo Starr and uh, Toto wow. at the um, at Asher Family Center fundraiser a few months back. So we kind of did it. I didn't realize it at the time. It was a purposeful stem. And I have to say, I, I had the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Temple Grandin twice. And Temple said to me, tell me about Wyatt after the interview. And I said, well, he does this and this and this. And she goes, what is he like? And I said, he likes to paint. She goes, that. She said, nurture that. I'm going to read that. She said, mm. I, she said, I liked cows. And look at me now. So I think oftentimes we look at the deficits and not the strengths. Uh, Dylan's always been attracted to the martial arts. He's always wanted to be a stuntman. Wyatt always loved art. He loves the martial arts. So let's look at our kids' strengths. And I have, Absolutely. well, my kid only likes to play video games. I'm like, there, maybe you'll be a video game designer. You don't know, right? Right, 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 right. At that, at that, at, at that screening, you, you said not easy, <laughs> not easy. No, for sure. Uh, at that screening, you were offering up uh, for people to make donations to the Beyond Ranch organization, opportunities for folks to make a donation, and then in exchange, Wyatt would send a painting or painted rock or some sort of painting. And I chose a dragonfly for a friend that Sean and I have, whose mom had recently passed away, and the dragonfly. Um, was her was a symbol that she knew that her mom was around, and so um, I will say that I, I we got a, a beautiful rock, and and all of Wyatt's background in the package um, gave that as a birthday present for our friend, and she called me out specifically and said it was the most meaningful and thoughtful gift she had had, and uh -huh. the most beautiful dragonfly um, represented on this on this rock, so. So, so Wyatt, you have you have a lot of a lot of fans, and your artwork is absolutely beautiful and meaningful. It's a light green. Say who this is. This is Dakota. He's my polar bear, and he's panting because he is hot, and because of the light green grass. And look at all those colors they did. That's blue right beautiful. there, and that's different colors right there, right there, right there. And look at his smile, and that's very funny. And then, why? How long did it take to do that? A few months ago. You did it a few months ago, but let's be honest, you do these in about two to three hours. Two to three hours. Yeah. Wow. He goes them in two to three hours here. Who's this? This is Mini Moon. It's a dark green grass, and he's a painted in cream, dark brown, and black eyes, and black reins. And he is getting, he's walking in a field. Well, this is our little miniature that we donated to Special Spirits. I'm on the board of Special Spirits, which does assisted writing. And we mm -hmm. donated this miniature. He lives there now, but he's ours. And he so he does pet portraits. And here's something you just look did. at my canoe I just made. It's reflections in the Panama Canal. Oh. And it's red, green, black as Christmas colors. And it's brown outside. And there's different colors of water as a reflection. And it's a parakeet blue, like the Panama Canal. Beautiful. Wow. And then this this is going to be, well, I can't say too much about it, but we have a book project and it's with out to publishers now. And hopefully this is the the cover. Why can you tell us why you painted this and what it means to you? Jesus giving them lollipops up in heaven, and there's a dark blue river and a light blue sky, and that's light green and dark green grass, and Jesus giving them several lollipops, watching TV with them, playing ball, and he's talking to them about pasture, and the pastor Rand is our, likes uh, to talk about the sermon sometimes, and he likes to show a video clip on Christmas every year, like Charlie Brown, he's explaining why. Well, he, why it has this vision, so I was just going to ask him that. Go ahead. Okay. Tell us about your vision of what happens when dogs die. Where do they when die? dogs die, they get lollipops up in heaven from Jesus, like different flavors, bubblegum, blueberry, orange, lime, lemon, sometimes mint or grape. And they get to play mm -hmm. ball up in heaven and watch TV. 
This has been his vision since he was this big. Uh, we wow. we're big dog people. You can and Milo, Sharon and Dylan's dog. I think you might have heard barking a minute ago. We're big dog people, and every time we've lost a dog, Waya has said to me, "Mom, don't worry, don't ago. worry, because what color?" He he said, "Jesus has given several lollipops." What color did Casey get? What Casey kind? got mint green, and she got blue cotton candy. And what did Hunter get? Hunter got bubble gum and lime. And BG got purple grit plum, and he got pink bubble gum. Okay, well wow. that's his vision. So I don't know. That was running gum and plum. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Wyatt, let me ask you: when you when you paint things, hopefully you guys can still hear me because now your free screen is frozen. Um, when you when you paint something, Wyatt, do you see it in your mind? really clearly before you even begin to paint or does it come together while you're painting it comes together while i'm painting and wow and paula teaches me different strokes like streaks that go like this and different colors she's a good art teacher she teaches me lessons every other week and i've learned to dip in water that goes like this and then paint like this at like streaks yeah, well, you've learned a lot from Paola. Paola, his teacher, Paola Luther, is a world-class artist. Are we freezing? Um, your your yeah, video is frozen, but we can hear you. Okay, we'll keep going. I I, I don't know what, how to fix that. But um, anyway, she's a world-class artist. We have the joy of having her teach Wyatt several times a week, actually. And when he does the pet portraits, he paints from a photograph. So we have people send us photographs and he paints in the photograph, but he takes a lot of creative license. Sometimes the dogs turn out blue. Uh, sometimes they turn out with, you know, red, uh, all kinds of things. So uh, yeah, he takes a lot of creative license and it's his vision, right? I like he doing streaks like this on the camera. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean like streaks like lines. Mm -hmm. Okay. And streaks are strokes. Strokes, streaks, yeah. Johnson strokes. And Nancy, where can where can we find Dylan's art? If people are interested in 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 seeing and purchasing, maybe in commissioning art, where can where can they go to to see? Okay, that? the best way to do that is okay. He does have a website, WyattJacksonArt.com. Okay. WyattJacksonArt, okay. all one word. Com. But probably the best place is the people on Facebook. Messenger me on Facebook. I'm Nancy Allspa Jackson um, on Facebook. And they can okay. also email me. It's a little bit complicated, but it's J-U-M-P-I-N-N-A-N at AOL.com. That's J-U-M-P-I-N-N-A-N at AOL.com. And I also want to say that we do a lot for charity. Uh, Brian, you attended the Beyond uh, screen uh, fundraiser. We showed the film Beyond. I'm on the board of the Beyond Ranch Foundation. I'm passionate about creating communities for those more severely affected than Wyatt or Dylan. Um, and there are a lot of those kids out there. Uh, as beautiful as our kids are, um, and as gifted as most of them are, there's another side to the story. And that's that a lot of them do have severe deficits, behaviors, and a lot of these kids are not going to have a place to go when their parents pass on, or even now, sometimes their parents can't care for them. Um, and we want to create forever communities for those kids. So I just think it's important that it's all not, you know, lollipops, unicorns, and rainbows. Um, oh, yeah. It, right? You know, I, I'm very um, happy that my son has these gifts. I am talented. I am a great artist. I work together in the kitchen with me and John, and I am helpful. I, and me and John go shopping sometimes when I work together. And I like to go to church a lot. God speak, Prince of Peace. And I know I like Father Rand because he tells the service. He prays to God. He helps others. 
And one of my goals is to live alone, not to act silly, be cool, and be flexible. Always listen to my elders, do what I'm told. I'm working for being a black, close to being a black belt. Can you tell us the black belt creed? I am a dedicated student of the martial arts. I live by the principles of black belt, modesty, and courtesy, integrity, self-control, perseverance, and indomitable spirits. Yay. Black belt school, sir. Black belt excellence, sir. Love that. That's yeah, fantastic. That. That's which is actually going to help us lead into to a conversation with, with Dylan as well. And, and again, answer you, you guys are frozen on. That you tell them one time what your shirt says. Yes, Picasso. Sorry. Picasso. Hmm. Is there any way to get the stream back? I need a Kleenex. Okay, you get a Kleenex <laughs> while Dylan gets. We're trying to get the stream back. Um, I don't know what's going on here, but meanwhile. Let Dylan, because you can't see him while we're trying to do this. Right. And, and by the way, Nancy, I, I'll tell you, Dylan, hold on a second. I, I, I'll tell people all the time, we do this live. We don't edit this. We don't, you know, hyper produce this because this is life. And for families who deal with individuals, you know, who have some special needs issue, medically complex issue, life comes at you and a lot of things happen and you have to be flexible, go with the flow and... And, and this is reflective of our lives. And so imperfections are perfections in, in a, just a different light. That's all. And we've lost them. <laughs> we'll I, was them going to I was going to encourage yeah. them not to leave all. The, but you know what? That, that may help. And actually, that may be the solution for them to leave all together and then come back. Um, yeah. So yeah. That, that, that does help. I, I like talking to you, too. Yeah, me, too. I, it's great. <laughs> we uh, they're, no, they're trying to come back on. So. That. It's all yeah. it's all fine. And Don too. Don's having some technical issues. And and again, we joked about this that technical issues are always a part of our, you know, been part of our, um, you know, our existence since the very beginning. Because again, we deal with stuff as it comes. Part of the growing process, anyway. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and how many times have people been on a on a on an important phone call and they're lost their their cell connection, or they've been on a meeting on Zoom and lost their internet connection? Or, you know, in the middle of something and their child has, you know, has a sensory overload issue and they need to, you know, they need to stop what they're doing and deal with with that in the moment. And it is it is just what happens. Um, yeah, it's one of those um, things that, that has us going, going back and forth between continuing to do the show in a live manner versus recording it, um, you know, but just for people to know, we've talked about recording this and, you know, and, and making it all nice and spiffy and we may still do some of that for, for some of the content, but honestly, we love this live um, activity because even for those of us, by the way, deal with some, some ADHD issues. I'm looking at both of our screens here. Um, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. we have to uh, learn how to adjust to the world um, when these kinds of things happen. So this is just part of our own personal growing uh, experience, even in our, our, our ripe young ages there we are. <laughs> yeah, most de definitely. And, you know, I, I think it, it's interesting. It, it's like a growth opportunity too. I, once upon a time, um, especially when we first started doing this thing, I'd be freaking out and pretty mortified about the whole lack of anything smooth taking place. I think that, you know, it was one of the first shows that we did, you know, I think it was me. There was no audio whatsoever. So um, they're back with us, but the, the, the yeah, I'm going to unmute the them here a second. Let's see if they're there. Yeah. Yeah, Nancy, yeah. can you hear us okay? Oh, nope, gone. Yeah, oh, they're on. working their way. They'll need to kind of get the camera back on. I mean, you could see yes, us, right. but not really. We can hear you. Oh, nope, they're gone again. They keep removing themselves from the... From the... Um, yeah, my daughter, did. Joe, has uh, just signed in from Israel, too, by the way. Very excited about that. Yeah, just... Was in for Think about that, like where she's signing in from, um, yeah. and we should, you know, let them know, you know, um, once they're back on. I think, I think on. the stream. I think if you guys, we'll probably have to bear with just the audio, uh, unfortunately, because I, I think if you continue to try to get the camera as well, then we may end up losing you. It would really rather not have that happen. Uh, rather have some of you than than none of you, if that makes sense. Nope. We're going Nancy. Yeah, made, I'm going to mute Nancy here on this side. Johnny's trying to, looks like Johnny's trying to help bring them on, on the phone, perhaps. Um, 
and anyways, and we've we haven't had a chance to talk to, to Dylan much yet, but um, these two young adults, young men, are you know really leading some um, powerful, uh, interesting lives, and um, again, guided by some amazing support. Um, Johnny Espinoza, their you know their their assistant, really their guide, um, Don. Again, Don the Dragon Wilson, who's going to be joining us shortly on the on the on the MMA side of things, giving them, teaching them about you know how to deal with their their body and activity and action. Hey, Johnny, we see you there, buddy. Let's see if I can. You might want to wait yeah. till they're set. Because yeah, Johnny, yeah. we see you there. You all right? Johnny, can you hear us? No, we cannot hear you. Actually, I'm gonna. We've lost them both now. Okay. Um, guys, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. I'm saying we have the camera. And we, can, we can't around. see you on camera, but we can hear you. Oh, yeah, Nancy. Yes. Okay. There you are. Okay, we can we can hear you. Okay. Let's just go with yeah. All right, let's go with audio. Great. You got it. You got it. Um, so. Uh, can we talk to, we want to chat with Dylan a little bit and we, we'll get, we'll get Dawn on here shortly, we hope. Um, and so Dylan, give us a little bit of like, wh what are you doing these days? And, and, you know, your work with Dawn Wilson and, you know, what's happening in your life that we can, you know, we, we can, we can talk about. Well, I'm very glad you asked. Um, so as of now, I, much like with Wyatt, I too am training to get my black belt, complete my training in um, the martial arts. And I um, aim to continue to learn the martial arts because it has reached my best understanding that just because you have a black belt doesn't mean the training stops. You see, for me, it's not about the belt rank. It's about what I can learn after I get that rank. That's my aim. Love that. Love that. Mm. That's that. Yeah. We're, this might seem like an odd question, Dylan, but where does that perspective come from? That's very insightful of you. I, I for anyone, quite frankly. He wants to know about why you pursued martial arts. You have uh, a, you had a story that you wanted to tell about. Right, right, right. Um, so the reason why I started martial arts is because I was witnessed to a very traumatic event and after years worth of um, encouraging my father to enroll me in the martial arts um, he finally said yes so I began learning from a traditional perspective and then um, years later I started um, learning um, Muay Thai and kickboxing and Krav Maga and I found that to be far more um, efficient and useful in my life both on both in and out of the dojo. Wow. Um, can you? Yeah, I was just gonna say. I was gonna say. Yeah. I think Sean and I had the same thought. So, <laughs> so Dylan, both physically and in other ways too. I'm assuming mm -hmm. right? you're talking about growth, both in how you handled your body, but also thought process. And you know, can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. So what martial, what, uh, martial arts has taught me to do um, currently is um, it's giving me the ability to multitask, which um, I've had a little bit of difficulty doing. But now, um, I mean, it still presents a little bit um, a challenge, but I'm getting better at it. I'm getting better at it, too. And I'm learning front kicks, rear kicks. And I'm learning how to behave. But I had a little bit of a meltdown last night, and I'm learning to control them. The, that, the one thing I love about martial arts training is is that some people think it's you know to learn how to fight, and the reality is it's to to, to learn how to not fight, and a really to learn how to not fight. Not do right. not fight is dangerous. Right. right. Sometimes it's to de-escalate a situation, um, or or to to again have presence of mind when it comes to, you know, certain experiences and certain things, as Dylan said, this is something that could be traumatic. So um, that is brilliant. Uh, and I think the fact that the two of you have embraced this so much is, is a, it's a huge testament to your commitment to, um, you know, to, to, 
to finding a way to, you know, sometimes deal with the challenges in life. Yeah. How old were you? How old were you each gentleman when, when you were diagnosed? Are you aware? I was 22 years ago. No, that you, when you not, when you were diagnosed with autism, you were diagnosed by it when you were four. Yes. Mm. Okay. And what about you, Dylan? Um, me, I got my diagnosis just before my third birthday. Wow. That's, and how, how old are you guys is, now? Just to just give, give people an idea. Dylan, how old are you now? I am 29 years young. I'm go. 22, so I'm ready to read those. I'm 22. Wow. That's, um, this means a lot to, to me, especially because I, I don't want to put limitations and say that I can't, but I'll say I that we have, we have, we have not, we, we have not had detailed conversations with our son about his autism you know like what does that mean how has it affected you and things like that so i'm being a little selfish as a host in that i'm i'm kind of getting inside you guys's heads and seeing your point of view and everything and the way that you explain exactly how martial arts has helped you and dylan even you talking uh why excuse me talking about your meltdown last night and the way you handle it that's that that's really something else to have you know a, a high level of um of self-awareness. Why, if you can, when you, how do you, you said you need to kind of figure out how to handle the meltdowns that you I go to my room when let's wait for, wait for, is that rude? Stop. go ahead and what tell them what you do when you have I a am, meltdown. I go to my room right away and I rip up paper. I want to draw some things like I draw pizza and I draw a truck and a bunk bed and some Mm-hmm. And a notification that's notes for therapy. And what about uh-huh. like, the deep breathing? Yeah, how do you? We do, do those too. Meditation and have good breathing skills and don't and I always cut paper. Yeah, you cool off, right? Yes, but I'm ready to go over what I am. Okay, go ahead. Mm. Let, let them ask the questions, and you can. Good. So I was going to ask, and then um, Dylan, I'll I'll ask you the same thing. Do you? How do you handle meltdowns? And and if you guys can both talk about if you're aware of what usually causes them. How do you handle meltdowns? Yeah, um, these days, I don't have um, meltdowns anymore. But um, if ever I am angry, I just love to go outside. Um, I actually like to say that I live outside because... There's something about the outdoors just that's just very calm and serene for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me too, by the way. I totally yeah. agree with you. Same, same yeah. here. This is, and this is why I'm just like, you know, it's interesting because you may think of you know, neurodivergent, special needs, autism, ADHD, whatever. But the truth of the matter is, everybody has break, uh, meltdowns of some kind. How many times have you seen? grown adults without a diagnosis behind a wheel in a car that have a di- you know a meltdown in in you know in terms of road rage or traffic or whatever or people that have problems with their job or their health everybody needs an outlet of some kind to kind of recenter themselves and it starts by being able to you know know who you are and and know yourself so the self awareness that you guys have e- each of you not everybody's walking around with that so take some credit for that i think that's a great thing and i'm taking notes too and and I hear my my question for for you guys here is, when when it comes to your evolution and the things that you're learning and the imp- things that you are practicing in your life to you know to get better and deal with things, um, can talk about how people like like Don Wilson and the other you know the other role models in your life, how have those folks helped you? In the process. Let Dylan start, then you can go. Well, so one of the ways that um, I'm having a coach for me is um, they really do, as much as they believe in me, they really do um, push me. So that's why I say I am grateful to, you know, to have um, role models like um, John, um, Johnny Espinosa, um, Aaron Aziz, um, Master Roger Lacombe, and Master Don Wilson, because I draw a lot of um, wisdom and knowledge from those people. So I would say that it's uh, very important to have. Me too. Um, so I would say it's very important to have um, a Johnny in everyone else's life. Love what? that. Can you, can you tell Ryan and Sean what your teachers mean to you? My teachers mean therapy. And I'm 
disciplined, I am healthy, I am strong, I am a great artist, I am grateful, grateful and blessed, and I am strong, I am courageous, I am healthy, I, what I do every day is go to Light of Hope and practice karate, go on hikes sometimes. And and what about your teachers though? What, what do you get from them? Did they help you a lot? They helped me a little bit with helping me how to calm down and go over emotional coping. And <clears throat> we they asked, do we know if this person is in that room? And I like to vent with them as well. Yeah, you're talking more about your therapist. Wyatt still receives behavior therapy. Uh, so mm -hmm. he has that in his life. Like I said, his we name's have a, Kevin, who's coming tomorrow. Yeah, he's coming tomorrow, Kevin. And you have a village of people that support you, right? Yes. That, and guys, speaking John from Andrew speaking speaking me. from a, a teacher's perspective, this is Johnny Espinosa. This, this is Johnny Espinosa. So, um, one of one of my favorite proverbs is that is those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. And really, never has that been more true in my experience with these with these friends of mine. I call them my friends because they're not just clients. Um, I've gotten to know over the last year and a half, uh, although I help them physically and gain some, help them gain confidence, uh, the blessing has really been on me. Um, you know, with their amazing moms who, who, who do it, do it all. Um, you know, also, you know, John uh, helping out Wyatt, um, you know, it's, it's about things like patience and challenging them in love to push the boundaries and not to assume competency. Also, their attention to detail uh, for the things that they're passionate about is uh, is un unparalleled. Um, I definitely love what I do. It's a passion of mine, and, and the blessing really is on is on is on us teachers, not 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 the other way around, in my opinion. Me too. Fantastic, Johnny. Love that, Johnny. But uh, Johnny, I got a chance to meet you briefly too during that uh, that during that event, and and clearly, and, and this is it's funny. And Nancy, we can do an entire session with. With, with you and Johnny um, at, at some point, because we're, we love talking to people who, who commit to that, which you just mentioned, you know, refreshing others and the impact that you have on our neurodiverse community. And so hearing from you, Johnny is, um, is, is, you know, it's important and something that, you know, we need to spend some time on because you're like a, an angel walking on earth here thank you i appreciate yes. that it means a lot to me how did you really get out. into You're, the to, to yeah. this kind of work yourself johnny tell us about so that after after being in sales for over 20 years and just you know living the day 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 to day nine to five uh, my my nephew uh he uh, he he was in the um he was in, in this in in this industry he he was doing caretaking and um you know, he, he, I always knew that it was a passion because I love to coach. I coach baseball and football and I love helping the youth, but he, you know, he, he kind of steered me in this area and, and um, one thing led to another. And I started working, you know, one-on-one -on -one with, uh, with Rio Wiles. And then with Dylan and I we're, we're we progressed all the way to getting him, you know, uh, ready for his black belt. And then Wyatt, <clears throat> Wyatt and I have been together for a few months. So as I, as I'm picking up new, new, um, you know, new buddies of mine, um, it's, I'm just learning more and more, but yeah, that's kind of how I, I got into this, into this realm. It's amazing. It's, you know, again, bless you. We put that, we put that, uh, the proverb up on, on the screen for those to see the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. I love that. Uh, by the way, the work that Sean and I do, we look at that and take that exact, <laughs> take that exact uh, saying to heart, we we live that that you know on a daily basis. I've never actually seen it on screen. It actually makes makes so much sense. So again, yeah, thank, thank you, you guys for everything you do as well. Yeah, um, you know, it's 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 just a matter of a, a reminder of how connected we all are on the planet. You know, the the the, the thread that separates us is very very thin. And um, you know, we started the the show really. We started you know this whole idea. We're going to focus on people that help. Um, people in our community as far as special needs and all these different things. But, you know, when you think about it after a while, you know, it's like anything that affects a general population affects us and our community 10 times, you know, tenfold. And that it just applies to any and everything uh, out there that's done. So um, any reminder of that is just a great thing to have. Absolutely. Uh, there's Don. Hi, Don the Dragon. Okay. Perfect. 
I used my phone. I gave up on the laptop. And the phone popped right up. Love it. Love it. Love it. I muted. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. We muted Nancy there just for a quick second. Nancy, yeah. mute for a second. Don, yes. perfect timing. This is so great. First of all, we've got a chance to, to talk to Nancy a little bit and and also to talk to um, to Wyatt and Dylan and Johnny Espinoza as well. Oh, so very the timing, good. Very good. timing is perfect because we're talking about role models and, and positive role models. Um, I want to talk a little bit about you, Sean. I'm going to let you ask Don a few questions. I'm going to, Nancy, I'm going to unmute you guys, but just, just uh, let, yeah, we want to give you, give you not only the, the, you know, the appropriate, you know, introduction and everything, Don, for those that uh, may not be familiar with uh, Don's work, Don has worked in and around martial arts, uh, UFC and, and um, action and martial arts films for 30 years plus and has been in, in um, a variety of things including um but not limited to i believe it was batman beyond or is it was it batman no there isn't batman beyond i'm making oh, up the title yes. is that Bat batman forever batman forever okay right that and other things as well so if you will tell us a, a, about a little bit about your path um from martial arts and film to giving back specifically to the special needs community now for all i know you may have been you know working in um, charitable and giving endeavors, for, you know, for all your life. But tell us about that if you if you can. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the condensed mini bio version of the dragon's <laughs> history. Okay. Okay. I, I was uh, born in Alton, Illinois, in 1954. So I'm 69 years old, and uh, at that time there uh, were no Asians living in America in that area. And right. It's not like uh, California. <laughs> Well, I wasn't in California then. It's Illinois. That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's not like it's not. It would be different if you were out oh, in yeah, California yeah, yeah. or something There's like that, right? Community here. Yeah, the Illinois is right in the middle of the country. So um, I grew up as as uh, the only Asian looking kid around, and people said, "Well, you got a brother, an older older brother, a year and a half." Yeah, but he he didn't look as Asian as me. I, I don't know. <laughs> he got the the white genetics or something, but um, yeah, uh, I I. Even though I had a brother, uh, he did not look Asian. So I lived in Illinois until four years old. Then we moved to Florida, and I lived in Cocoa Beach, Florida. And of course, there's even less Asians in Florida. That's about as far as you can get from Japan and still be in America, uh, it, it, you know, the uh, East Coast. So um, I wanted to be accepted uh, by the people, white kids, because, you know, it was segregated back then. Black, black kids had their own schools and the white kids had their school. And so right. uh, I went to the white school, and uh, but I was the only Asian. So I kind of uh, was bullied. I kind of got picked on. Mm. And right. I wanted to be accepted. But So I found out when you sink, sink a 30-foot jump shot, nobody cares what color you are. Everybody likes <laughs> you. So through sports, I started being accepted. And then, you know, in my high school years, they just started segregation in the South. Then to our school anyway, uh, when I was a um, uh, junior in college or in college in high school, uh, they desegregated the schools. They they bust the black students to the white. So you had whites and blacks and me. So, again, there is this okay. accepted. But like I said, when you sink a 30 foot jump shot, everybody likes you. So basically, I really pushed myself in sports because I had their big incentive. And I was the MVP of my high school basketball team and the MVP of my high school football team. Wow. So a lot of people said, oh, you're a natural athlete. But I, I'm not really sure. I think it was um, uh, motivation. I was uh -huh. more motivated. So I became right. a football and basketball. Now, the martial arts, a lot of people thought, oh, I got picked on and that got. No. What happened was I went to the Coast Guard Academy and because uh, I didn't want to go to Vietnam. The, my war was the Vietnam War. And uh, it's not that I don't believe in fighting for freedom, but I, I just didn't believe the Vietnamese would threaten our country. I, I didn't feel it was a justified war. So I went to the Coast right. Academy instead of, you know, being drafted. And uh, after we got out of Vietnam, I got out of the Coast Guard at the Academy after a year. Um, so that, then now we're in Florida. I'm back in Florida. I'm out of the Academy. And my brother has a Kung Fu school. And I start taking lessons for my brother. And um, basically, I, 
I did take some lessons in the Coast Guard Academy, Goju, which is Japanese karate. But really, my Nisi Goju, thing, yes. Mm -hmm. My main style is Pai Lam Kung Fu. And I got my black belt under that style. And in 1974, they started what they called Full Contact Karate in America. That is a kind of watered down version of kickboxing. Right. And today, it's generic term is kickboxing. But in the very beginning in 74, I fought the first fight on the East Coast. And um, I was going to take a few semesters off of college. And 28 years later, I was still kickboxing. So wow. uh, the movie thing happened because of Chuck Norris. He gave me the idea. He's the first person who was in the business, who used to go to my fights. And he said, Don, when you retire, move out to L.A., get an agent. He said, it's a great second career because that's what Chuck did. You know, right. and, yeah. uh, uh, he didn't actually plan on being an actor. Uh, Bruce Lee asked him to be a bad guy in one of his movies. And he did it. Uh, Return of the Dragon. Mm -hmm. Return and of the Dragon, yeah. And, he, you know, he realized may, maybe he could have a second career. So he took acting lessons like I did, and everybody does. I mean, you know, except Johnny Depp. <laughs> he doesn't need acting lessons. But there, but generally, if you want to be a carpenter, you got to go to school and study it. If you want to be For sure. anything, and, and if you want to be an actor and you have no experience like Chuck and I, uh, you take lessons. And um, we eventually use the same formulas in sports that we did and we translate both that formula for success into acting and we became uh chuck became the number one action show in the world walker mm -hmm. Texas. schwarzenegger and i also talked about it he became the highest paid actor in the world when he did terminator 2. right and i was i had my picture in time magazine for being one of the top four direct video stars in the world and this Back in the 90s, back in the 90s. Yeah, I was right. never really what I consider a movie star, you know, like box office movies. I was a video star. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I would do, Entertainment Weekly interviewed me, I would do five movies a year. Now, that's mm -hmm. in the same genre, playing relatively the same guy. I'm not a character actor. I'm not totally different from movie to movie. <laughs> right. But um, I told people, because act actors and uh people in the business, talent agents, they said, Mr. Wilson, you're, you're overexposing yourself. And I said, look, I, everybody, every week, Friday, they go to the video store to look at what's new. I said, I could do 50 movies a year and still be a success and still be making money on every one. And, um, I, I, I'm the only one who did five anyway, but, I, but I didn't go that crazy and try to do 50. Right. <laughs> so I, how do you transition? Fit five movies in actually entertainment weekly did the story. I mean, it was 13 months, but that's mm -hmm. close to a year. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, right. Sure. Right. No, that's still, I mean, success is success and, you know, product is product. So, Hey, no, not yeah, at all. Yeah, um, yeah, but how do you, how did you go from, how did you go with the transition from that to the service oriented stuff that we see you doing now, especially having this profound effect on these young men. Well, here's the thing. I, I used to have a Kung Fu school in Florida before I moved to LA and that was, uh, I moved to LA in 85. So I ran a school while I was a professional fighter, you know, my peak right. of my career, uh, the peak of my career was 1984. I was fighter of the year. So that's a few years ago, right? <laughs> 84. Mm -hmm. Just a but, few. Um, yeah. But um, I, I believe, you know, my general theory of life, my life anyway, is I believe like the Greeks do, the ancient Greeks, they believe there's a time for everything. And um, when you're young and you're in your 20s, it's all about me, me, me. I've got to try to physically be the most I can uh, based on my genetics and my um, desire. And yeah. so I did that. I did that for up until like 84. Then I moved to LA. Now I did continue to fight until um, 2002 was my last fight. But that mm -hmm. was just monetary things. That was not me as an athlete. That was me as a businessman. I mean, I, 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 I fought on pay-per-view of Caesars Palace, Madison, uh, MGM Grand Hotel. You know, the money was just too good for me to say no. And right. uh, so I did that and I did the movies. And I'm the only kickboxer that did the movies. You know, these other world champions that you see in the movie business, <laughs> to my knowledge, um, you know, people talk about Van Damme. To my knowledge, he, 
he may have had a few pro fights, but um, there's no more movies than competition. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. No, but you don't have to be. You know what? Keanu Reeves looks great in the Matrix, and he's not a world kickboxer, <laughs> right? You, there you, you go. Don't have to do it. We don't know. If so Eastwood, we don't know if Clint Eastwood can shoot a gun, but he looks right. great on film doing it, right? Absolutely, for yeah. sure. For sure. Yep. Yep. So how did you how did you begin get into the work? So you had so you've had so having a dojo is not necessarily new, but talk about the opportunity and the impact made on these boys' lives. In, you know, in in particular, um, you know, if you can, from your perspective. Well, everything that I've done now. now okay, we're going through this. It's a great thing that every time in your life, while I was at my peak working five movies a year, I was also doing events. Because there, there, there's a party somewhere in L.A. every weekend, weekend you know. You, you can go for publicity. You can go to a screening. You, you, you know, there are many things that go on that are kind of help your career and things. But at this point of my life, at the um, later years uh, of anybody's life, I believe in giving back at this point. And yeah. so when I'm asked to do events, I choose to focus on the more charitable ones, ones that, uh, you know, like Children's Hospital, St. Jude's, and Athlete and Entertainers for Kids. Me and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar literally went to high schools and talked to kids. Mm -hmm. And um, But for me, it's, it's a giving back time of my life now. So the more I can, you know, if people ask me, as long as it's a legit char a charity, because, you know, as it turns out, there are... <laughs> Some charities where they say a portion of the proceeds go to the mar let's say the March of Dimes, and then you find out it's like a what portion? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is a. Uh, I, I really uh, do want to take a little bit of time and effort to make sure it's a legitimate um, cause I'm helping. But but one thing I know, the best charity is when you can see the people you're helping right in front of you, and that's why I like doing. What I, I I did working with um, Wyatt and and uh, uh, it, and Dylan, yeah, mm -hmm. because that directly affects them teaching, and that is the best charity anybody can do to me. How how long have you been working with the boys? I well, call I the boys started, because started, old, but but I've been you know uh, happy to do it. I, it's, it's like my attitude is the same. But I just started. Uh, Nancy asked me, and I Got said, it. "Of course, yes." Love it, love it. Well, we have. We have Dylan back on. We've had some technical difficulties, as you know, this this episode. We see Dylan. I'm going to unmute you, Dylan. Um, so, so Dylan, you're, you're you're newly working with with Dawn, and and um and and again, this experience has been um has been great for you for a whole number of things. But we share with this because again, having a, a role model is 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 important. What are some of the things that Dawn has guided you and and you know and taught you throughout this process? Well, one of the key traits would be confidence. And let me just say good morning to you, Master Wilson. Um, good morning. Another... You pretty darn good, man. You did a good job. Thank you, <laughs> Master Wilson. I look forward to seeing you in the dojo soon. Um, another really good thing that Master Wilson has given me is strategy and using your mind to evaluate and assess certain situations. Um, and a lot of really good instructors have given that to me, you know? So I think oh, yeah. people- like, You had something to say, sir? Are you saying it's a common oh, no. theme? Yeah. Common theme. yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, if you don't mind my asking, Master Wilson, how could martial arts benefit other uniquely abled people? Great question. Well, you know, like you were saying, self-confidence is one thing, uh, but also it is a physical activity that makes you healthier. Now, our bodies are not everything. We live in this, and if it's not working at 100%, I don't believe you're the full experience of life. It's, it's subpar. It's your energy level, the trade, 
or you know you have health issues so body and you keep it healthy you have a i think a better uh chance of having a good life mm -hmm. definitely this is um uh this is great and again i know that we are dealing with a lot of uh, a lot of questions issues for those who are but uh but that's what I, but that's what i believe so i i do whatever i can martial arts definitely no, and there it goes. That's what we've said. We've been having technical issues this entire episode. By the way, this is life, right? This is what happens. Dylan, first of all, Dylan, I'm proud of you. That was a that was a brilliant question. Um, I know uh, what what you just did. That was um, love that because because it shows me you're you're also thinking about people outside of of your own experience with mm -hmm. with uh, with Master Don, and I think that um, you know it really is the idea of empathy and love is really what the world's all about. You just showed both there in that, in your acknowledgement of him and your greeting him. And then in your question to ask him about how it helps, it helps other folks. Um, we're coming to the end of this hour. And um, when you get a chance to see, uh, to say goodbye to, uh, to Wyatt and Nancy. Um, but Dylan, it's been great to have you on and probably worth it for us to have another conversation um, at some point, you know, one-on-one -on -one with you and at some point, you know, one-on-one -on -one with Nancy and, and, and Wyatt and, um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll coordinate a time where we can do all of that. Um, thank Brian, you. I'm sorry, there Brian. Um, hi, it's Sharon, Dylan's mom. I just wanted to say that um, I want to just give a shout out to you guys. I want to say thank you so much for inviting these guys in to, to get a little bit of visibility. Um, we will do it again. Um, so ever so grateful to Nancy for putting it out there with Don the Dragon and um, Dylan's got some amazing mentors. Um, just really gratitude all around to all of you folks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you it's so much. Sweet. Thank you. By the way, I think Sean just sent me a quick note here while we were while you were talking. Is Dylan, we may want you to be like a, a roving reporter for us, uh, just because I think that you're, uh, you know, <laughs> your insightfulness. Uh, exactly. Really, really talk, talk to you about doing something, doing something ever, uh, something uh, uh, beyond this. Uh, so let's let's keep in touch because I think that. Well, well, thank you so very much, um, Brian Altunian. I do have a BA in communication studies from Cal State University Northridge, so I would love to do that. That's awesome. We'll make that That's happen. Awesome. Looks like Don Don may be joining us just in time to say goodbye there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hold on. I'll add him, Sean. I'll add him. Okay. There, there you, you are, Don. You there? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I see everybody. I said sorry. I, I don't know what happened. It went off. That's okay. It happens. It's That's okay. Uh, it's it's definitely the. I'm gonna mute this over here. It's definitely the uh, <laughs> the the life of, of technical you know technical issues. Sorry for the feedback. It's all right. Oh, Sean, I'll, I'll manage the control. Nancy over here. Here I am. Hi. And. I wanted to say goodbye and thank you, as Sharon said, thank you for the opportunity. Um, and Don, thank you so much for, you know, you're an icon, you're a legend. Yet when I said, would you be willing to meet the boys in the gym? You were like, absolutely. And we need more of that in this world. Um, you know, I used to think that I always wanted to change who I was. Uh, I don't want to change who he is, but I do want to change the way the world is when it comes to those with disabilities. And you are, a, why I just said, oh man, you are a bright light, Sean and Brian, you are bright lights. And I want to thank you. And you know, there's a lot of male bashing going on in the world. No, there are a lot of good men out there, and you three show that. So thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye, great to see you. Keep good up the great work. Great job so far. You did a great job. All right, thank you, yeah. guys. Bye. Thank you, Nancy. We'll talk to you right. soon. Don, okay. before you go. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Yep, right. Um, Thanks again. Uh, Don, just wanted to say thank you for your contribution. Yes. And again, 
for those of us who are parents of, of you know, oh, of children you. with neuro, yeah. You know, yeah, neurodiverse children, it's, it's, it's so um, meaningful to have folks like you who are willing to make a contribution to our, you know, to our families and be giving of yourself. And by the way, I don't think you have to be retired to do it, but the fact that you do it and continue to do the work and support um, and support um, Dylan and Wyatt, it's a, it's a true testament to who you are in the world and, and God bless you. We thank you so much. Mm -hmm. um, as we wrap up, as we wrap up this show, well, which is big the, the best use of any knowledge. Agreed. We agree. We agree. Um, we'll work on the technology <laughs> for the next time. Um, as we wrap up the show, just want to say a couple things. Uh, thank, we want to thank Billy Footwear for always being a good sponsor for us and uh, adaptive footwear for folks. And we, uh, Sean and I do a men's group every two, um, every two weeks. We do a Zoom with, uh, with dads of, uh, of neurodiverse uh, children, a, a safe place to have a conversation. We put it up on the screen. And we put it up on the show notes to to join us for folks who are interested in in ha having a conversation. Know that you're not alone um, as dads of, uh, of of children with special needs issues. And um, empathy and love always, as we said earlier, makes the world go round. So if you see somebody with a situation you don't know anything about, be empathetic. Don't be judgmental. And um, and and look at the world through the lens of love. The world's a much better place. Um, as I will throw it over to Sean to, to, to close us out. Again, I want to thank you both, Nancy and Sharon in the background, and then Don and, and, uh, and, the, and the young men, uh, Dylan and Wyatt. Thank you guys all for being on, on today's episode. Thank You're you for welcome. listening. Where, mm -hmm. Thank you for listening wherever you are. And uh, thanks to Sean Hall, our producer out in Hawaii, who takes care of all of our uh, graphics and everything. And just remember, questions are more powerful than statements. Let's try and be a little more childlike. Let's childish. Everybody needs to know that they matter, that they're seen, that they loved. And wherever you are within the sound of our voice, we love you. Thanks so much. We love you, everybody. See you again Bye, soon. Bye-bye. See you very soon.